Okay, hello everybody, and welcome to the 13th episode of Spike, the OTL Football Podcast. I'm Jack Brittle. I'm joined as always by my co-host Robert Vona. How's it going, Rob? As cool as a cucumber. <laughs> That's how I'm feeling today. Um, I had a cucumber salad the other day, so it kind of just sparked some some. The gears were moving. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It gave you gave you uh, inspiration. A light bulb. Went it did. Off. It did. You know. So I said. This is what this is what I'm rolling with for 13th episode. You know, I as like cool it. as a cucumber. Yeah, a lot of uh, uh, what do they call? My, I guess it's a metaphor, like fit as a fiddle, same kind of thing. Like, yeah, I like it. Yeah, keep things light. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, you know, um, it was definitely a, an eventful uh, weekend of football, as always. A lot of uh, new storylines, a lot of developing stuff. Um, some kind of funny uh, stories that happened during the game as well that we can touch on um, along with some more serious stuff. So the, uh, the, I think the first thing I wanted to talk about was um, cause you know, we, we've been talking about Lamar Jackson, how he's been uh, really good this year, progressing, looking, you know, like a, not just a great, you know, runner, but also a great uh, pocket passer as well. Um, you know, is he for real? Are the Ravens for real? Well, they had kind of a setback this week. Um, they kind of got uh, picked apart by the Cincinnati Bengals and uh, Joe Burrow. So what were, what were your thoughts on this game? Yeah, put your hand up if you had the Cincinnati Bengals leading the AFC North after seven weeks. Because uh, I know I didn't, but you know what? Like, I think they can make it to the playoffs. I think um, so too. Regardless of whether they, they win the division, I think they can win the wild. I think they can sneak into the wild card. Um, Jamar Chase is just unreal, like incredible. Mm. And Joe Burrow's been playing great. And it's amazing what happens when their quarterback gets some protection. protection. Um. Like, I don't know. I don't know what it is with Cincy. It's like they're kind of like attacking from all angles. They got a good pass game. They got a good receiving game. They got a good run game. And like the defense just kind of does their thing. So I I think they can sneak into the playoffs at this rate. Yeah, I mean, when you look at the division, I mean, you know, the Browns are definitely hurting right now. They've got a ton of injuries. Um, They did get that Thursday night win against the Broncos um last week but you know who knows it's i think they're kind of up in the air at this point with all the injuries and stuff and even when they did have everybody healthy they've been up and down um Steelers i think are still kind of very much uh you know an unanswered question like we don't really know what they're going to be um i think honestly at this point at least for first it's kind of a two horse race between um the Ravens and the Bengals. And, and yeah, like you said, I mean, you know, it, it's just amazing what, what you can do when you put a good team around a really good quarterback. And obviously Jamar chase has some great chemistry with Joe Burrow. Um, you know, Joe Mixon has been great in the backfield. Um, it, it just seems like it's all really coming together for Cincinnati. And um, yeah, I mean, I don't know what else, can really be said other than looking at it from the other angle of the Ravens. um, I would, I would say this was, uh, you know, this is a concerning game because 
it's an important game. I mean, obviously they, um, I think this is their first matchup this year, so they'll play each other again um, later on in the season. But, you know, this is a big game because, um, like I said, it's probably going to be these two teams fighting for first in the division. So um, you need to, you know, have those uh, you need to win the head-to-head matchups so yeah if this would have been the difference between taking in a six game win streak going into a bye week and then you walk into the back end of the season as opposed to now losing to a division rival going into a bye week and then getting back at it the following week so and i mean we even said it last last episode too with the browns going down and, and everybody getting hurt over there this is the time that baltimore needs to pounce and really take the, take like put the foot on the gas and just get in the driver's seat and really take the AFC North. Um, so this is a, this is a setback, especially with the tiebreakers. Should it come to that? That's a different story, but yeah, that, that this was a very pivotal game for, I think it was more pivotal for Cincinnati, obviously because they won, but this is one of those things where it could come back to, to, to get Baltimore later on in the season. Yeah. I, uh, I totally agree. Um, moving on from that game, uh, I guess we can talk a little bit about my favorite team because the, uh, the Steelers were on a bye this week. So, um, we can talk about the Patriots, uh, pretty much just, you know, dismantling the, uh, the New York jets. And, um, I mean, you know, I don't think this was really a surprise to anyone. Um, you know, Rob, you picked the Patriots in your uh, survivor pool this week. Um, wasn't much suspense there, um, you know, but yeah, just getting into more specifically what I was um, happy with in the game. Um, this was Mac Jones first win at home. <clears throat> so, you know, that's, that's a great thing that he'll always remember. Um, Nikhil Harry. I mean, I've, you know, I, I've talked, I'm pretty sure I've talked in this podcast in the in the past about how, you know, I've really just been very unimpressed with Nikhil Harry. I think that, you know, in the past couple of years, I've, uh, I've talked about him as being a bust and I still don't think that he's, you know, you know, a, a number one wide receiver or anything, but, uh, he had a really, really nice, um, uh, catch late in the game, uh, actually from, uh, from Brian Hoyer, the backup, they pulled back because the score was like, you know, they were up by like 40. So, um, you know, that, that was, that was really, that was encouraging. And I mean, if he can, it shows you what he's capable of. Right. I mean, it was, it was a really nice kind of, um, he just, he kind of, he pretty much mossed the guy, uh, covering him at the one yard line. Um, and they called PI, but it didn't, they called PI on him, but it didn't matter. Um, so, you know, that was, that was encouraging. Um, really though, what, what I'm was impressed with was, you know, I think that one of the jets few strengths was their defensive line. And, um, they're really, they couldn't really get any pressure on Mac Jones and, um, you know, the running game was unbelievable. I mean, uh, Brandon Bolden has, has kind of emerged as uh, a really solid running back. Um, he had a good game. Uh, Damien Harris, uh, he finished with 106 rushing yards and a pair of TDs. Um, 
JJ Taylor got two TDs. Um, so yeah, I mean, and there was, I think there was a little bit more, uh, they're, they're letting Mac, you know, play a little bit more loose than we've seen in the, in the, uh, in the other games, uh, in the previous games. So that, that's encouraging as well. Um, you know, going forward, they play the Chargers next week um, who have a pretty bad run defense. So, you know, that plays well into um, the Patriots' hands. Um, but I think that'll be I think that'll be a close game either way. Um, but, yeah, you know, obviously I'm, I'm very happy this week. They did the job that needed to be done, so. Sticking on the topic of teams getting blown out, um, although the score may not be as lopsided as other games, the Chiefs got blown out. Um, it was 27-0 to zero at halftime, and they held Tennessee scoreless in the second half, but that doesn't matter when you score three points all game. Um, I don't know. Did you, did you get a chance to catch any of this game? I didn't because I was watching the, uh, the Patriots manhandle the Jets, but I uh, I did see the score at the bottom of the screen, and I was like, "Whoa!" Like this, yeah. It was uh, twenty one. No, what was it after the second quarter? Um, twenty twenty seven zero. Yeah, twenty seven nothing. So yeah, I was like, "Whoa!" This is, um, yeah. I I mean, again, I I I knew you know. Obviously, everybody knows the Chiefs are struggling this year. Mahomes was struggling, but I did not expect this. Um, no. I don't think a lot of people expected this um, to the, to this degree anyways. Um, Derek Henry had another great game, uh, 86 rushing yards, and even had a passing touchdown. Yes. I'm sure he opened, opened up the game with a passing touchdown. So shout out to Tennessee for the play call. Um, Mahomes is just like, it. it's the same. It's the same Mahomes in the sense that he's still making throws on the run and, and scrambling and, creating space but they're just going to the other team they're just going to the other team that that's very that's how you put it very straightforward um it's just it's just not the same and i think maybe maybe like he's lost like some 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 sharpness in terms of like you know split split second decision making or or you know scrambling and trying to make something out of nothing and it's just I don't know. It's it's so odd to see. It really is, especially because they, never mind did he go scoreless. Like nobody scored a touchdown in Kansas City, so yeah. it was like they they couldn't get anything going anywhere, right? Yeah. So it was just it was weird. It's weird to see the Chiefs really struggling, but hey, it, it was it was kind of bound to happen at one point. I know it may seem far fetched from the Kansas City we've seen past years, but it's just how it goes with with young quarterbacks. Yeah, I mean, it's just weird because it's like it's a lot of mental errors, like you said, like just, you know, trying to force the ball down the field, making poor decisions and creating turnovers. And, you know, we all know that, you know, how you win football games is you have to win the, you know, the the turnover ratio. Right. And it's just it's just I don't know. I I really don't know how to how to explain it. Um you know, I mean, I will say that I don't think the Chiefs defense has been very good this year, so that doesn't help. But it also doesn't help when you're constantly bringing your defense back on the field because you're, you know, throwing interceptions. So, um, I mean, he only had one pick this game, but he is, 
I think he's still tied for the league lead. Is he not with, with Zach Wilson for, uh, for interceptions thrown? Yeah. Uh, I'm not too sure. I'm going to have to fact check that, but I know at one point, I think he was like, you know, he threw more interceptions this year than he did like last two years combined, or he was just yeah. approaching that, that, that number. And, uh, here it is. Yes, he's still he's still tied for first with Zach Wilson yep. at nine interceptions thrown. So, and now Zach Wilson's out. Yeah. So I don't know. Maybe maybe Mahomes will take the crown. <laughs> yeah, not a crown that he, he wants, but <laughs> no. Um. Yeah. I, I mean, I don't know what to say. I mean, looking at it from a Tennessee point of view, this is uh, really impressive because you know they beat Buffalo last week. They beat Kansas City. Uh, they're five and two. I would say they're far and away the best team in their division. I mean, you know, the Colts have looked good at, you know, in in parts, obviously they, they, they beat, uh, uh, San Fran this, this past week, but, um, yeah, I mean, I don't know. I, I just, for the chiefs, I don't know. It's, uh, it's a weird thing to see. Like you said, it's just not something we're used to seeing with Mahomes. At this rate, uh, they're not in the playoffs because Vegas is leading that division. And you got two five and two teams in the AFC North. And then you got the Chargers ahead of them. So there's your two wildcard teams right there. Um, this is this is just crazy. And, it, and it, it keeps looping back to that same conversation we had of how many games can you lose? Like, what's the, what's the point where we say, okay, we're not going to keep giving Kansas City this chance. Like, we're going to completely write them off. Yeah. Because at this – but, like, literally each week they go out there, that window keeps closing and closing, right? So, especially with the way that Vegas is playing and the way that the Chargers have been playing, they were on a bye week last week, I, I believe. So, like, like again, you keep, it's it just loops back to that same conversation of, you know, how many games can they lose? And looking ahead at their schedule, I mean – in November, the month of November, they, they open up against the Giants at home against on Monday Night Football. Then they got the Packers. Then they're in Vegas. And then they're at home against Dallas. So those are three good teams that they're going up against. Um, and I think, you know, November is really like the pivotal month for Kansas City in the sense that if you're going to turn the season around, this is the time to do it. Because yeah. if you don't take advantage of what's ahead of you for the next three or four games. It, it ain't going to happen. They're not going to see the playoffs this year. So yeah, they need to turn around like now because they're just running out of time. They really are. But um, another interesting development that uh, happened during this game was uh, Mahomes was injured and they brought out, it was the return of the Henny God, Chad, Henny Chad God. Henny who was a hero in the, in the, uh, in the AFC championship game. I mean, I'm being serious. I mean, no, I know. Got, I, was just, <laughs> I love it. I, I, yeah, just, I like love it, the Henny God. Like I love, yeah, I, I know when I saw he was, he was playing, I was like, man, this is amazing. We, you know, you tweeted at me about oh, it. Yeah. And, Twitter, Twitter was going nuts when the <laughs> Henny God made an appearance. Yeah. And rightfully so. The, the AFC championship hero. That's the best way to put it. Yeah. I mean, he, he could very well not see the field anymore, but hey, 11 for 16, 82 passing yards, four rushing yards. 
not bad for backup. Handy, you know, that's a, that's a handy god status right there. It is. That's yeah, I feel like status. I feel like we need um, Nate and Curtis on the because I think it was when we were talking about that the the AFC Championship game we were on on yeah. the, the old uh, OTL podcast OG and, podcast. Yeah, I don't know how many of you guys remember that one, but um, we that's you know. That was the first where it originated from. Yeah. Yeah. That was the first Henny God sighting. But, um, anyways, yeah. that we can probably wrap up, uh, that game. Henny God. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, so another interesting development that's been kind of ongoing is Miami. They've, they've lost six in a row. Um, Tua in the last two weeks has gone, he has, he's thrown six TDs, three interceptions, 620 yards, 74.7% completion percentage, uh, two go ahead, fourth quarter TD drives. Do you, so I want your take on this first. Do you think Tua is the problem for Miami? I don't know. And I say that because as good as he's been the past couple of weeks, he's had a, he's had an injury history and it's just, I don't know. I find it so tough to put a label on him because like, it's just the career that he's had, you know, and on the opposite side of the ball, Miami's defense ranks last in total yards and bottom five in points given up third down percentage and passing yards. So it doesn't help that, you know, they're, they're not getting any help on the offensive side of the ball, but it's like, I, I, I don't think Miami has bad pieces, but I definitely think that it could be better. Yeah. Um, I think coming into this year when they drafted Jalen Waddle, a lot of people had, like, I'm not going to lie, going into the season, I had high hopes for Miami. Yeah. Especially after the season they had last year, I really thought they were going to finish second in the division behind uh, Buffalo, of course. Yeah. And they've just crumbled. Um, I think a lot of people like coming in when they drafted Jalen Waddle, they thought, you know, this is kind of like the beginning of a tandem between Tua and, and, and a wide receiver. And then they have a good tight end in Gesicki. They have Gaskin in the backfield. Like, I don't think Gaskin's great, but I don't think he's like a write-off. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, the, the truth is Miami just probably needs some more pieces around him, but I do think that they're kind of letting writing off Tua a little bit too early just because it's like, it, it doesn't seem like Miami is, is, is giving him full faith. Like we've seen with other rookie quarterbacks. Yeah. So that's, that's my take. I think they kind of got to let it just work out the kinks a little bit and then see where they go from there. Yeah. I mean, I think that even the, just the fact that this is a conversation, like, you know, we've been hearing a lot of rumors about Deshaun Watson potentially, you know, being traded to Miami and stuff like that. That in and of itself shows you that there is a sentiment, at least among, you know, some fans and and maybe some people in, you know, in the management that Tua is, is not the answer and maybe they need to go in a different direction. I don't know if I necessarily agree with that. Again, like you said, I think they have some good pieces. Um, I, I don't think it's, you know, I think one thing you can rule out is I don't think it's coaching. I think Brian Flores is, um, is a really good coach. Um, I don't know what it is. I mean, I just, again, I, I, I agree with you. I, I had really high hopes for Miami this year, you know, even being the biased new England fan that I am. I mean, I, I probably would, 
if, you know, if I was being honest, I would say, yeah, I think they'd probably finish second in, in the division, but yeah, I mean, it's given, I'll say this, it's given an opening for, uh, for new England in that division. So I'm thankful for that, but. If somebody had to lose six in a row, I'm glad it was Miami. Yeah, exactly. Because it opens the door for the Patriots. So with that being said, what would you say is like, like where do you draw the line in terms of when you need to move on from Tua? I would, I would probably, I mean, I, I would probably give him the rest of the season. I mean, I don't know if, I mean, you know, you can look at the Deshaun Watson thing from a couple of couple different angles. If you even think that it's, you know, morally right that he, he should be playing under the circumstances. Um, I don't know if he's the answer in that sense um, or in, in, in just, you know, a, a football sense, uh, you know, okay. Your backup right now is Jacoby Brissett. I mean, he's, he's been okay. He's had some good games uh, this, this year, but, I don't know. I, I think, I think you give him the rest of the season. I think maybe you get more of a, you know, a, a backup next year that maybe could um, give him, you know, have some kind of a QB competition with him start to the next year. And if he, if he's still, if there's still, you know, in this kind of mediocrity, then, um, then I think it'd be time to move on. But I think at this point you, you have to just kind of, you know, ride it out for the rest of the, for the rest of the year. Yeah. Because I think obviously for Miami, the playoffs are out of the picture. I mean, at this rate, they'd have to go like 10 in a row, 11 in a row or something like that. So yeah, that's definitely not happening. Sorry to burst everybody's <laughs> bubble, but it's not. No, bro. It's going to happen. Don't worry, man. <laughs> Hot take. The Dolphins will storm back and win 11 games in a row. Yeah, they're going to be undefeated from here on out. Yeah. Just hot. Two is Super Bowl MVP. and yeah. <laughs> no, no big deal. Um, however, history was made yet again by a certain individual that wears number 12 and stands in the pocket for an excess amount of time. <laughs> Tom Brady through his 600th 600 career passing touchdown and Mike Evans being the guy that he is walks over to <laughs> that fine gentleman who probably spent $5,000 on that ticket to sit in the second or first row, whatever it was. And he handed him this ball <laughs> and Mike Evans did not know that it was yeah. a mile. Clearly had no idea. Yeah. Clearly had no idea. Um, so that, I don't know, I guess Tampa Bay Buccaneers, like people that work at the stadium, Raymond James Stadium's officials had to had to go and talk to this guy and kind of bargain with him yeah. to give him to, to get him to give the ball back. Because he didn't have to give the ball back if he didn't. He no, could have he said, didn't. no, I'm going to just keep it, you know. And, yeah. and and I read somewhere that he could have made like, was it like $60,000 or something if he was like auctioning it? From From what I heard. I think that ball is auctioning off for like half a million. Okay. Yeah. It was like 600,000. I think it was something ridiculous like that. And then in return, but he, but he said that he would have never sold it if he would have kept it. That's what he said. So mm. I, I, I take that with a grain. Of, you, get, you can say that. I think that's almost like him 
trying to cope with it now like oh i wouldn't have sold it no i wouldn't have sold (laughs) which that's that's a lot of money in your bank account like so then in in return they gave him two signed jerseys and a helmet from tom brady a signed mike evans jersey and his game cleats a one thousand dollar credit to a team store and two season passes for the remainder of this season as well as next season so they hooked him up and a Bitcoin yeah. and a Bitcoin from Tom Brady. Yeah. One of it, so they hooked it, him up. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't know. It's, it's tough to say, like, if you were in his situation, what would you do? I mean, I'm my, just trying to think, I'm just trying to think, what did they say to him to get him to yeah. give that ball back? Well, they probably just told him what they were going to give him. Yeah. Like, cause they were like, okay, hey, like Tom's going to hook you up or something like, Okay, that's I mean if it was me, I wanna say I would have kept the ball because I just think I mean either way, if if you keep it, it's like you're that's extremely cool. And if you sell it, that's a lot of money. <laughs> so either way, keeping the ball uh, you know, and not giving it back to uh the you know the stadium or whatever uh i think is the you know that's probably what i would have done but again at least he he was compensated pretty good for you know for giving it back i mean the, the jerseys the helmet the game cleats uh you know the one thousand dollar credit that's not that big of a deal i don't think but uh yeah it'll get you like two jerseys like I don't yeah <laughs> um two season tickets is pretty good for two, like for, you know, two and a half seasons. That's, that's pretty good. Or sorry, one and a half seasons. Um, so yeah, it's, it's definitely not, you know, it was a fair trade, but what do you think? What would you, I don't know. I don't know because I feel like if I had known that I probably wouldn't have just because of like how historic it is. You wouldn't wouldn't have gave it back. No. Yeah, like 600 career passing touchdowns is a lot. Like that's unbelievable, and I just feel like like just having that is so cool. And like you're yeah. literally the only person on earth that is gonna have that. Because who's gonna and, get the 600 t- TD passes right again? Exactly. If, any, if anyone does it, it'll be like you know 40 years from now or something. Like right, exactly. That's why it's just so like one in a billion, you know? Yeah. So I, I feel like if I had known that that would, that it was such a milestone, I would have kept it, kept it. Mm-hmm. But at the same, like, if I didn't, I definitely would have gave it back and taken whatever the, the jerseys, the helmets, the credit and all that. But yeah, I don't know. I just, I just feel like I, I probably would have kept it just because of like to have that is like way too cool. Yeah. Or even selling it. <laughs> yeah. That's too. I mean, either, either <laughs> I mean, way. Having half a million dollars is pretty cool too. That's not bad. Yeah. That's not a bad deal. Um, so yeah, I, I think that's, that's about all the kind of major um, stuff we're going to talk about this week for, you know, covering last week's slate of games. We're going to move on to our weekly segment where we talk about uh, our survivor pool. So last week we both picked, you know, I, I think, like locks pretty much like you know you pick the patriots i pick the cardinals 
against the the Texans. It's pretty confident there. Um, so what do you have? Uh, what are you thinking about for this week? Do me a favor and check the time. It is 514 right now. Wrong. It's hot take time. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> waiting for i've been waiting to use that i'm not i'm not picking them but i'm just dishing out my weekly hot take okay the detroit lions will be to the philadelphia eagles this weekend mm, that okay. is a hot take that's a hot take i just the feel like seven playing, lions <laughs> they've been playing too good and they've been playing too close it's gonna break through I, i'll say yeah. they are better than their record exactly it's yeah. gonna break through at home this is it. A new era of Detroit Lions football begins on Sunday at four o'clock when that wow. game clock hits zero. Wow. You heard it here first. You know what? As I for mean, who- <laughs> yeah. I know you're not picking them, but um, like, I don't think that's far fetched. I mean, it is at home and, you know, Philly's only won two more games in Detroit. So, you know, I mean, it's it's a good it's a good hot take. You know what we need? We need like like an alarm or like a button to hit. Yeah. And then when that button is hit, everybody's like an air horn or something. Yeah, like yeah, yeah, something something crazy like that. Um, I might might actually, I might pull up the MLG air horn. Okay. The Detroit Lions will beat the Philadelphia Eagles this weekend. Hot take time. Hot take. I love it. Um, so as for as for who I'm gonna pick, I don't hate Seattle, but they haven't won a yeah. game at home, and they suck without Russell Wilson. So there's that. But I um, feel like I feel like that's you know the fact they haven't won a game at home. It's almost like they're due. Like they're due to win a game at home, especially against the Jaguars. I know. <laughs> can you hear the pain in my voice like, i know <laughs> god it's just i don't know man after putting up tw- 10 points against the saints and like yeah man i just I this is this is totally off topic but i just realized that there's there's a, a, a game a sunday night game on halloween that's pretty cool i hope they're gonna do the some spooky game. stuff in the game some spooky stuff amari cooper is gonna be dressed up in yeah, they should all wear costumes, costumes on the field. Yeah. Um, I I I really don't hate Seattle, but it's just like you don't trust Geno Smith. I I don't trust just Seattle, okay. just because their defense isn't good. And then yeah, but come on, you gotta it's, think it's the Jaguars. Like, oh my, I know you gotta think. The way I see it is like this is like an opposite side of the coin without Russell Wilson, right? But so, I feel like that that crowd, that home crowd, does that gives a big boost to Seattle. Like it's so loud in there, and and just uh, or sorry, uh, Trevor Lawrence is still you know a rookie. So I mean, I don't know. I'm trying to sell you on this one, even though I'm I'm picking yeah. a different game. But <laughs> okay, who are you picking? Because I I need some time I'm, to think about this. I'm picking the Rams because they're playing the Texans, and like I said. You know, that's pretty much an automatic win. Especially, you know, you have 
a six and one team versus a one and six team. Um, need I say more? So already taken the Rams. So that's not yeah. good. Like, I don't hate Denver at home against Washington. Um, mm. Honestly, what about the Chiefs? I was just about to say that. Yeah. I was just about to say that because I don't know how many more games they got in them. And at home against the Giants on Monday night is a good place to start. I'm just trying to think, like, like looking ahead, is there going to be a week where I, where I say to myself, God, I wish I had the Chiefs? Like, at home against Green Bay, no. Not against Vegas, not against Dallas. Maybe against Denver. Maybe against the Steelers, like Are you surprised that we're both still alive in the, in the pool? I am. I'm not I am I'm, too, I'm honestly. Pretty surprised that we're still alive. Week what are we in? Week eight now? Yeah. Yeah, like we're I don't know. I mean, I picked some pretty safe teams, yeah. but I don't know. I, I just figure one of these times we're gonna have like an upset or something. That's but, all it takes, really. That's why yeah. it's like one one, upset one slip it. up. One slip up and that's it. This is a painstaking God. decision. I honestly might flip a coin. <laughs> Just because I... I'm trying I mean... to think like... I really, I really kind, I, I really want to pick Seattle just because of the fact that I don't have to use them later on, and it saves me however many more teams for later on in the year. Um, I would honestly just pick like the safer team. I know, which I would say would be the Chiefs. Yeah, but I don't. I mean, I don't know. <laughs> Did you watch the Chiefs last week? Like, <laughs> <laughs> like that's what I'm saying. Like, did you watch yeah. the Seahawks last week? Like, well, I know, yeah, it's not much better. Yeah, what did they score? Uh, like, how many ten. points? Ten points. Ten yeah, that's, points. Yeah, that's pretty rough. Like, trust me, all signs are pointing in the direction that the Seahawks are going to win this game. Yeah, but there's a little bit of doubt. There really is. I've been on a pretty good roll lately. I don't want to throw it away. God. <laughs> All right. The pick is in. Okay. I'm going with Seattle. Okay. All right. I'm rolling. I'm rolling the dice. I don't think that's a bad pick, honestly. I don't think it's a bad pick either, but I don't know. Yeah, hey, all I mean, I'm saying is if Seattle's down 10 at halftime, <laughs> you're shitting your pants. So something's going to, some, something is going to get broken around this yeah. house. I don't know what it is, but yeah, it's not going to be a pretty sight. So there you go. There's our picks for this week. I'm going with the Rams against the Texans. Rob's going with the Seahawks against the Jaguars. Both NFC West teams against uh, AFC South teams. There you go. Hopefully both of them come out victorious. Yeah. That would be um, so for our last segment on the, on the show, 
this week we're going to do something a little different um it is the halloween uh weekend um so and this is kind of inspired by uh mac jones pregame meal uh, which consists of steak eggs and spaghetti which is a lot of carbs a lot of carbs a lot of protein um so yeah and and marsh of course you know marshawn lynch famously eating skittles um in the spirit of halloween what halloween candy would you eat before every game and it doesn't have to be just one you can list like a couple you know it's i feel like it kind of has to be something where like you just pop it in your mouth and you're ready to go. Like, it's not like one of those things where you got to sit at it and hold yeah. it like, like a chocolate bar and like start chewing away at a chocolate. It's got to be something just throw True. it in your mouth and, and go. Yeah. But, mm, okay. Re- Reese's Pieces. Mm. Sour Patch Kids. Or like M&M's. Peanut mm. M&M's. To be specific, mm. have you read um, the pe- have you read the peanut butter M and M's? Yes, those are good. They're they're really good. I'd pro- I'd probably go with those three. I like peanut okay. butter and I like chocolate and Sour Patch Kids are just elite. So yeah, I yeah I wouldn't want something that like you know I'm really having to chew at like is really stick like you know sticks to your teeth like I I I don't like that kind of stuff. So I'm gonna say um. I'm going to say starbursts, you know, because they are kind of, you know, that can, I mean, I don't even know. I don't, I'm trying to describe what starbursts are. I really don't know. Um, they're just cubes of, you know, sugar and sugar. yeah. Um, but you know, they, they, they don't get stuck to your teeth or whatever. They're, they're very easily uh, chewable. Obviously, the pink flavor is the best, but you know the other ones are pretty good too. Except orange, orange is kind of crap. But um, so I would say Starburst would be one of mine. Um, I'm gonna go with. Let me see here. I'm looking at a list. Um, Jolly Ranchers. I I, I like Jolly oh, Ranchers. Yeah, from the top ropes. Yeah, and and you know what? This list has them thirty or sorry, twenty ninth out of thirty. That's criminal. But okay, but actually, they're all. It's the thirty best, so it's the, it's not saying it's bad, but still, it should be higher on the list. <laughs> yeah, Jolly Ranchers are you know, I like the um like the watermelon ones, green apples pretty good too, um, blue raspberry, um, and again, it's like you know you're just quick, you suck on them for a little bit, and so Away I go. think yeah. I think those would be my two. Um, what did I say? Jolly Ranchers and Starburst. Yeah. Yeah. It's not a bad list. Yeah. Me personally, you... I'm more of like I'm more of like a chocolate person. Like that's fair. Yeah. I just really like chocolate. So what were what were yours again? Uh Reese's Pieces, Peanut MMs, and Sour Patch Kids. Okay. What about Maltesers? Yes. Maltesers those, are good. They are very good. So, so I, these those Maltese they're dangerous because they're so they are. Yeah. So you just you just pop it in your pack mouth and it's oh, like oh yeah oh shit like I just went through a whole pack of Maltesers but yeah they're dangerous they're good though yeah those those would like that's what you need like pregame you need stuff that's like poppable you know what I mean like quick just, and painless yeah just yeah. foods like 
yeah quick quick and painless so i'm gonna i'm gonna add more teasers to my list as well that's a great list yeah so there you have it those are our uh pregame meals pregame snacks before uh before you know all the the sun uh, the sunday this week it's halloween so there's gonna be a lot of games on halloween this week so you know if we were playing in the NFL, that's what we would be eating. And uh, <laughs> I'm sure the, you know, the coaches would be very happy with that. Absolutely. So, uh, yeah, that, that just about wraps up um, the 13th episode of Spiked. Um, you know, as always, I'll put me and Rob's links to all our socials in the description, links to all the, um, the OTL social pages along with the website itself. I'll be in the description as well. If you want to um, follow us and keep up to date with the podcast, anything to do with new articles on the website um, regarding any sport, um, make sure you leave, uh, make sure you subscribe to the podcast wherever you're listening, whether it be, you know, Spotify, Apple podcasts, um, whatever, leave a review. And unless there's anything else you wanted to plug or bring up, then I think that'll, that's, that should do it. Yeah, no, you basically covered it all. Um, looking forward to the Thursday night matchup between Green Bay and Arizona. That's going to be a great game. Agreed. Devontae Adams not playing, though. Yeah. I think but, Arizona might take it, but yeah. we'll see if is it is it, in, uh, is it in – where is it? Is it in Arizona? It is. Okay, yeah. Yeah. Aside, no, yeah, you basically covered it all. Keep up to date with OTL, um, Twitter, Instagram. Check the site. You know, follow me on Twitter. Follow Jack on Twitter. Instagram, all that, all that fun stuff. So yeah, you'll be notified of everything that gets posted through, through that and make sure to check it out. Yeah, join Spike Nation right now and subscribe. Follow us Spike on Twitter. Nation. We're all, there's always room on the wagon for Spike Nation. So <laughs> be not afraid. We're the best podcast fan base. <laughs> Straight up. It's as simple as it gets. Yeah. Anyways, that's it for this week, guys. We'll see you next week. And, uh, yeah, have a good one.